Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, we are doing another visit in Dayton. And we're doing the other half of the Morelegs Porkless Couple. Welcome today on the hash Porkless. Well, it's great to be here. All right, Porkless, let's introduce your personal hashing origin story. When, where, and how did you get your first hash? My first hash was in 1999, so I realized it's about 24 years ago now. I had no idea what hashing was, never heard of it. I was part of a local running group. I did 10Ks and 5Ks, but those groups had never heard about it. I met more legs. It was not hash related at all. We did a lot of sports things together. And I only knew her as her mother given name. I didn't even know that she had a hash name. And she said, I want you to come out to this thing, this running thing. And she didn't give me a lot of the information about. So I went out and we started at a park. I always remember, you always remember your first hash, right? And I remember the park. And whenever we go back to that park, I always tell people, this is where I had my first hash. I even remember the hairs. Hair was a guy named Horny Dog. And who was the other guy, right? But anyway, we, we did the run. And I don't even remember beer in the middle of the trail, but I do remember the down downs. And I remember afterwards saying, man, I haven't done that since college. And uh, just drinking a beer that much. And in that time, they made you drink the entire beer. It was probably a whole 12 right. ounce can of beer. Now we're a little bit more lenient on that because we want people to come back. I didn't think much about it. That was the biggest thing to get used to was stopping in the middle of a run and drinking. And the run itself was a lot of fun. More legs in our relationship. I think she shared with you that that was part of the test of me is that and I kid everybody and said that it was in our vows that we would hash together. But I love it. We've run in Dayton 725 times. I'm the fourth longest hasher in our kennel. I've embraced it. We travel together all the time. So it took a while to get used to, but I'm glad I'm a hasher. That's great. Okay. Let's get a little bit on this data. You're the fourth longest. So who are the other three? Yeah. The number one in Dayton is a hasher, but he've interviewed his wife, Peahead. Dayton has had 1,555 runs. I know that because I'm the hair raiser and I keep track of how many runs we've had. Of those, uh, Peahead has had 1,200 and odd number, over 1,200 wow. of those 1,500. The second one is a hasher named DeGimp. His run with us since it started. And we also, more legs mentioned Sin City. Sin City is Cincinnati. I know Las Vegas is called Sin City. So we have every other Saturday, we have a Dayton hash and the other Saturday is a Cincinnati hash. So I think Gimp has over 500 hashes there also. Well, more legs, she's had over 725 hashes. I'm in the 700s. Hot Tub Slut runs with Dayton and Cincinnati. So we're in the top five, I think. Wow. And when I started, I remember looking at these guys who had 200 hashes and hoping someday I'd hit 200. And now I just blew that out of the water. And those guys aren't even hashing anymore. And that's one of the things I noticed. You'll see that list, that top five and maybe top 10. And then it'll drop to, with the new hashers, we're trying to get 100 and 200. And people just aren't sticking around as much as they did before. Why do you think that is? I think those of us who are doing it, it really kept going on travel hashes and international hashes and enjoyed that. We've been committed to it. I don't know. There's just different reasons people stop hashing. It's not that I can't think of any one particular reason. Marriage sometimes, other 
things. Both of us, like she said, are retired. So we're able to do it. It does take a lot of time. If I, we put those numbers in perspective for some people, Dayton is an every two weeks hash. So right. 750 hashes is out of where some clubs would have had 1500. Your numbers are also limited by only running every two weeks. That's right. We have every other week and then full moon. We used to have new moons. Um, we do some joint hashes. I think the other thing that keeps our panel going really well is we have a great relationship with Cincinnati. So we'll do like a red dress together, a green dress together. You can get counted both ways. I will say that people in our kennel really like to be counted. <laughs> it's important <laughs> that numbers are important here. And I include myself in that. Of that 725, I've haired 125 times. And over half of those have been with more legs. So uh, it's fun. I enjoy it. What about the operation of Dayton you're the hair raiser. How long have you done that? And how often do you guys change mismanagement? So hair raiser, and we go back and forth about whether or not that's a quote unquote official. We have mismanagement that votes on different things. And then we have other jobs that we want people to do because it, things won't continue without it. The main mismanagement is the GM, RA, hash cash, and then on set collects the money at each hash. That's, in my view, the hardest job. Because one, you have to be there every time. And then you've got to communicate well with the hash cash person. We've got to get the money to that person. And the GM is a very hard job because you're coordinating all these people. And then there's people who aren't in mismanagement who want to give their input, right? So you have to take all that into account. Like when I first started, I probably didn't make sure that I was there every week. And then more links probably didn't go more often than I did. There were just times that I may decide that I didn't want to go even if she went. And then they asked she and I to get involved in mismanagement. And then I never stopped. <laughs> we have a stat called streaker. And so it's always fun to try to be that streaker. I think I got up to 50. We had one hasher got, well, got over a hundred times in a row. Getting people involved in mismanagement also gets them to be there, but it is a lot of work. We're doing it where we're asking people every year, if you want to step down, here's a position that's open. If you're interested, let us know. We're not having formal elections where we go for a vote, but we're, unless there is a contested position and just doing it more informally, which when I first started, that's the way it was. More legs mentioned barrel roll. Barrel roll was the onsec and he, we would get together at a bar for, and we would, the meetings would be open up to everybody. And uh, then as we got bigger, the biggest that we've been on a weekly basis is about 40 to 45. We're at about 15 now. When you got as big as 45, it was important to narrow down the input and how you're, what you're doing with that input. How did Dayton Hash get through the COVID? Yeah. Pandemic? So we did, I was GM during that time. During COVID, I remember I was a hair. We did a green dress hash in St. Patty's Day. So in March, it was down in Cincinnati. It was actually in a town between the two cities. Even at that time, people were beginning to have some restrictions with restaurants, but not totally. And then that next day, our governor pretty much shut down the state. And so I made a decision with the input of mismanagement to not have any live runs. So I had to call one person up and say, I'm sorry, the event you have scheduled for this Saturday is not going to happen. And they didn't like that. But then what we did during that time was we would do virtual runs. We still had hares go out and lay the trail. And then we would post it and we'd say, here's the trail. It's laid. Try not to have more than four or five people out there at the same time. You've got four hours. We still put beer and ears out there. 
we did some other things. And one time, More Legs did a trail in Paris. She put up a slides, did a PowerPoint trail and showed people where we're going throughout Paris. And we did different games. We tried to do it live so that we could still have circle and still all be drinking and having fun. That's all we would do. We'd say, all right, trails at four, circles at seven, go out and find the trail and then come back and get online at seven. And let's just talk and do the crazy things we always do. We did that for a good year, probably. The other thing we decided was not to count it because we didn't want people, again, I told you people like to be counted. So during those COVID years, there was no counting. And I can't even remember now, we might've gone back and added those. And the reason we did that is we didn't want people to feel pressured to go outside if they'd go do trail, if they didn't want to do trail. That interestingly, we, another hash was created in Dayton during that time called Unmasked. And they did continue to do live trails and they're actually going to celebrate their 75th trail run in about three weeks. And we work together. They're one of the groups that we do joint trails with actually during they we do a trail on Saturday, they do a trail the next day on that Sunday during the winter, since we had a hard time getting hairs for each group, we combined it. So during the winter months, we'd have a Saturday trail and then they would join us. And then two weeks later, we'd have the Sunday trail and we would join them. It worked. It was tense during that time, but we wanted everybody to be safe and everybody was up in the other group said. We're adults. You can make decisions about, about what you do. That unmasked hash, was that formed with some Dayton hashers organizing it or? Yes. CIS comes in spurts and oral communicator were the first two main two. There's another hasher, Dick tested mother approved and just leave it alone. Two couples. So four of them are pretty much the ones that started it. And we do have one Asher help get it up. Like me that I mentioned his name and his dog balls on the rocks that have been to every single unmasked hash. Everybody likes to get on the hash the very first day and say they've been on every one of them. And he and his dog have been the two that have been on that. At first it was tense, like I said, because they were formed because of wanting to still run and we were not wanting to run in person, but that's a behind us and we all get along really well and we all work well together. You personally understand you didn't make it through the pandemic unscathed yourself. <laughs> yeah. Prague, we went to Eurohash in, was that two years ago now? And which is, was a fun event. And that was an event, I think that was shortened or not shortened, but originally there were 700 people signed up. And I think you from Canada weren't able to go, right? And then from England, there were several countries that weren't able to, to get to Prague. So it was reduced to about 400 people there. I have two stories to tell about Prague. One was more legs. And I had told some people there that we would be willing to be hares, but we would like a notice. Crotch snupper was one of the people we told we, we could be a hare. So for the red dress, we show up and crotch said, you're the hare. <laughs> and so more legs, I, and DeGimp, I mentioned him, the three of us were tell me the organizer of the Euro has more legs. That, Sloppy, sloppy yeah. seconds. Too. Sloppy seconds. He sloppy seconds did a remarkable job of having all these trails figured out, but he needed people to do them. Right. So several people have told me that they were hares that weekend and they found out that weekend and everything worked out. That's how it happens. Sometimes we were told he showed us a map and said, do you belong to this app? And we said, no. And so we had to look it up ourselves. And also we said, do you have chalk or flour? And he said, no, the more legs and I had to run to a local store, not speaking the language. 
we didn't have, end up with flour. We ended up with cornmeal. And so we're laying on the trail with cornmeal. And Gip was great because Gip, he had the phone and he would tell us, all right, you two, lay a trail, more legs, lay the check, more legs, you go straight, lay a false pork, let you follow me, left. And he was able to map it all out. And we were just the first part of the leg. We were the runner's part. The other thing I did was I laid an optional beer near to slow the pack down. Well, before right. we connected back with the walkers, Haz comes running up and catches us. Haz blows through things like that. And I forget the other hasher. There were two hashers that caught up with more legs and gimp. And so the four of them went on and I waited for the rest of the pack. It was well over 45 minutes. I started walking back to the optional beer near and they're all there. They didn't want to leave. They didn't want to leave the optional beer near. And I saw later on pictures that they just sat there and enjoyed themselves. Nice. That weekend, we were in a dorm, which is great. Because what I love about hashing is people do the best they can with housing and they recognize and try to save people money. They'll put up their place if you need a place to stay. But we stayed in this college dorm. It was during the summer. And there were some students there, but not very many. And there were these two rooms that shared a bathroom. And so Morelegs and I and Priscilla Rent were sharing one of these areas with a common bath. And so the three of us had to do our COVID test. And, you, and so we had to, you had to call up, right? And you had a, a nurse or somebody on the other end who had to watch you. So the two of them, and they're putting their thing down, and both of them are negative. And I look at mine, and it has two lines on it. And the person on the other end is looking at me and says, what do you see? And I said, what do you see? <laughs> she said, I see two lines. That means you're positive. So I hung up. It, was, it made no sense that I was positive and the two of them were negative. So then right. I, I waited about 45 minutes and took another test. And same thing, it was positive. But also in town, you can go and take a test. So I went in town and took a test and it was positive. So I wasn't leaving Prague and uh, more legs. She said, I got my ticket home. <laughs> I'm naked. I'm out of here. Yeah. We're only married. I'm, not <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. She's, I'm getting home and I'll stay in touch with you. So then they leave. So her, they, this is Sunday and we're not leaving until Tuesday. So for Sarah Rhett and more legs go into town and go on a two couple tours and go to a nice restaurant for a buffet. And they tell me all about it. And I'm staying in the hotel or in the room. And they leave, and I, I let the people who were in charge, or at least the person who was in charge of the listserv, tell them I had COVID, post this. So she said, I posted, yes, yeah, I said, yeah. And she posted my picture. And no one else reported being positive. I don't know how it was just me. This area was also right next to a big forested area, like six kilometers. I'm going to be there the next four or five days. <laughs> More legs, I had a refrigerator full of beer and food. And hashers were great. They were contacting me and saying, I'll go get you food if you want. I'll get a Uber for you. I had enough food. The other weird thing is they let me stay in this college dorm. <laughs> Not really knowing that I had COVID, I tried to communicate with the people. You know, I told Sloppy, can you communicate with them that the reason I have to stay another week is because I have COVID. And whether or not they understood that, they let me stay there. And they let me stay there for like $100 for the whole week. That was it. <laughs> so... I'm there. He could have stayed a year. He could have stayed a I year. <laughs> so I would get up and it was beautiful. The weather was beautiful. I'd get up and walk outside and put my mask on and stay away from people. But I would do this six kilometer walk every day and then come home and drink my beer and eat my food. And then Morelegs has, we have nieces who are doctors and the doctors told our niece said, tell Porkless to take the test as soon as possible. So I took it on that Wednesday and I was negative. So I had my trip home. And I texted more legs and I said, I'm negative. I can come home now, but 
I want to go on that tour that you guys went on. So don't book my flight until Friday. <laughs> so, I spent another day in Prague doing what they did. Now go forward in the next year, we're in Trinidad. All right. So we're in Trinidad It's part of the outer hash now because it's not official. And I run into music and music tells the story about there she blows. And I think music had gotten COVID and they were on a trip together and there she blows, takes off and goes home and leaves music alone. So music called the two of them out there. She blows them out more legs out the circle to have to drink for leaving their two husbands. And the abandonment. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> that's great all right you've haired over 100 trails in dayton what's a what's your approach to herring and what do you like setting when you set trails my favorite trails are to do shiggy trails out in the woods and we have several metro parks around dayton that are very wooded that we could do a lot of shiggy it's hard for me to i, I prefer to do a live trail if i can but in the shiggy especially if i'm going through creeks or going through a wooded area I'll lay that part and then maybe laying up to it. And we have a couple traditions here. One's called Shigfest and the other's called Nature Immersion, where you don't touch pavement at all. That would be my favorite type of hash. At the same time, we've fallen into a lot of themes in Dayton. So I've also ended up doing like Earth Day hash, or we had a tornado in Dayton two, in four years ago. We do an annual blowjob hash. <laughs> we just did it this past weekend. We started at the beginning of where that tornado hit. The first time we laid trail right through our neighborhood and we went all the way about two miles. And at the end of that, so sometimes we call a blowjob a false all the way back, or sometimes we call that a back check. So we called it back checked 169. It just basically went all the way back the way you can. <laughs> we wanted everybody to see the same thing over again. We had to do a lot of drinking for that one. People didn't like that. We didn't take them in a circle instead. We, when I go out, when I lay a trail, usually it's three or four times scouting it because I always see something different when I go out there. We've heard so much in Dayton that we always tell people it's virgin territory, which of course it's not. We've been here so many times. But I like going through tunnels. We have railroad tracks, cemeteries, blood on trail. Those are all important components of trails. I love, yeah, so that's what I try to do. I try to find something interesting that somebody may not have known about. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it's an interesting thing to think of the scouting requirements of a live trail versus a dead trail. The other thing, we have a lot of marks that we put on trail to slow the pack down and probably a lot more now than we ever had before. And we have some people here that will just blow through those marks because to them, that's not a traditional trail, but we do a lot of picture checks and it's always fun as a hare to come in and see the pictures that people are taking. And we have a group right now that just enjoys doing that and they enjoy taking pictures and they like, they'll stop for a playground and play in a playground. They'll do boot checks or package checks to slow people down. A new one that someone showed was rock, paper, scissors, where you got to do that at the check. And if you lose, you got to stay back. If you win, you get to move on. <laughs> it seems like every trail we get new versions of marks to slow the pack down. So you actually can come in sooner than the others. We do a thing called beer quest instead of beer near. So beer near is you drink as much as you want and take off. Beer quest is you can't leave until the beer is gone. We don't put as much beer out for that, but uh, how many runners and walkers make up a usual well, about 50, 50, right, right now we get about 15 to 20 people and about half of those are runners and half of those are walkers. 
we have a chain that we put over the FRB to try to slow him down every time. And you got to add something to that every time. We got the same guy. We have a young guy, Woody, forget it. He's got a, who keeps winning it. He keeps coming in saying, I won the hash today. And we're trying to tell him, no, that's not the concept, but he's enjoying that role. <laughs> All right. Porkless. How did you get your hash name? I hash probably, I don't know, somewhere between five and eight times. We ended at a bar. It was during the summer. This bar had a pig roast. They had all this food spread out and they had all the side dishes and it was $10 and get all these side dishes. I got my plate, put my potato salad on there, my coleslaw on there, my corn, got a bun out, put on my tomato and lettuce and mustard and got to the pig and said, no pig. And somebody heard that. And I wasn't eating pork at the time. A couple of people have asked me if it's for religious reasons and it's not. It's just that that particular day. So that's how I became porkless. Wow. Wow. Which is sure funny. You've had pork since then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're not porkless. It was just a one day snapshot. Yeah. Right. I'm not porkless anymore. It was probably about a six month snapshot. That was my lifestyle at the time. And then I changed and I found out there's only one other porkless that I know of. I think it's actually pigless. Somebody told me, I never met this guy, but he was named because he invited everybody over for a pork ro for a pig roast and he didn't have the pig. I think I, I heard that. Story. I think I heard that story. I don't know who this guy is or even who he hashes with, but somebody told me that story. There's an old, old story where they did an annual one and that's over in Asia in the early eighties. It's not the same guy, but okay. there is no pig has been pulled a couple times. Yeah. All right. So, you know, you make people come out, if they have a similar name. I end up coming out with all the porks. There are a lot of pork names out there, but only one pork. <laughs> All right. Well, you've traveled a lot together mm -hmm. with your hash wife, uh -huh. more legs. What have been some of the, apart from Eurohash there, where you became live hair of the red dress one, what are some of your other favorite memories of travel hash? So my first travel hash was with Austin in Air America. I've done every Air in America since Austin, except for Panama. And the only reason we didn't go to Panama is my baby sister got married that weekend. Her wedding took precedent over that. I don't, right. when I first started running, so 24 years ago, I always did the ball busters and that very first Austin ball buster, the first half a mile we're in the water where we have to basically swim and <laughs> they took us into the water. We couldn't get over to the edge. So I remember that. I also remember, and I don't know the distance, probably maybe eight miles that the food stop or one of the stops, beer stops had soft tacos, peanut butter and bananas, which I think is a great stop that should have all the time. I enjoyed that one. Two years later, we went to Costa Rica. This is part of inter-America folklore. We were on the ball buster. We get to this small town. We've already been on trail for maybe four or five miles. We lose the trail and we start going up a mountain. All of us, and probably about 20 of us, keep following trail, even though there's no trail there. <laughs> there is no flower. We keep climbing and we keep climbing and we keep climbing. I remember being with Barely Man Below, Tequila Tony, and Wedgie, and a bunch of others, but I remember those guys specifically. And we just keep saying, we just got to be over on the other side of this mountain. Finally, we get to, we decide we better turn around. And we're all dehydrated. It's really hot. And there was another hasher who I can not remember his name. We, got, we came back to this little bar area and just pulled all our money together just to drink water to get back to town. We get back to town to... Some way somebody called and everybody's worried about us back at the end because we're not there. 
And they had to bring the bus back to get us to take us back to the end. That was interesting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to happen. Well, Jin then Savannah, I enjoyed their trails because the nice thing for me about being in other cities is the terrain is much different. Dayton's pretty flat and we have wooded areas, but we don't have swaps. We, this past week at Como, I ended up in a swap up to my hip. <laughs> when I was in Savannah, it was the same way. I had to crawl on all fours to get out of there. I like Toronto. That has, I remember burnt socks was a hare and he started at the hotel. And I didn't know how much shiggy there was in Toronto between the hotel and getting downtown. And the other thing I learned from Burnt Socks, the trail was already laid. So he's a hare out there and I'm following him. When we get to a check, he starts going one way. So I follow the hare, right? Hares never lie. He'll hit a false. <laughs> and then we all have to run back to the check. So whenever I've hared a dead trail, I've done that too, where I've already laid it and I'm out there. And when we get to a check, I'll start running the wrong way and the pack will follow me. And then we all have to go back. I thought that was pretty clever of him to do that. Your, your secret's out. Nobody's going to follow you at the check. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. I liked Winter Park. My best food at a beer near was Spam at the top of one of the mountains at Winter <laughs> Park. I, I guess that particular group, that's what they always do for their food on trail is Spam. And yet people come back. Yeah, people come back. I love that in Phoenix, there were like 15 different trails and you can do, we can choose the trail on Saturday. And if you miss that, do it again on Sunday. And people go out of their way to, again, to take us to, to beautiful places at, in those cities. Bali was the only world hash I've been to. That was a lot of fun. I know more like told the story about stopping to Kuala Poor on our way to Bali and not coming back till late at night with Hardy Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She did tell that story, but what's your version? My version, <laughs> it's, my version was exactly as she began it. She knew she wasn't going to be able to run with Kuala Lumpur. I'd never run with a men's hash before. I met three hashers from Portland. Barely Man Below was one of them. The three of them were staying in Hardy Boy's house. Warlegs goes on a train, goes touring, like she said. This is back when I had a poor cell phone. In my view, I was texting her and I was telling her where we were. The trail itself was a great trail. The way they end their trails, they had this big barbecue afterwards. So we're having a barbecue. And then after that, they go out to a bar again. And we're with Hardy Boy. So I'm a captive audience. I can't get away. <laughs> and in my view, I was texting her, though I will admit that the text never went through. And I didn't pay attention to that fact that the text didn't go through. Heck, Hardy Boy did take us back to his house. We did continue to drink. I should have found a way to get in touch with her. I didn't. I'll admit that. And she's right. She called there and got a hold of him. He did tell her that I was lost. He did put me on a taxi and send me to the hotel. So I did. I was out late, but it was, I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to apologize. That's how like a normal hash behavior. Yeah. What about your role at date? Uh -huh. Like you said, you set a lot of trails, been a part of... Uh, record keeping, which you sometimes describe, and you're not sure if it's just mismanagement. What about circles? Are you a person yeah. who runs circles? I'm not. We have an RA. Circles is not my favorite part. And the other thing that in Dayton, we need to expand our singing. That's what I learned when I go to other places. I just enjoy learning a new song. We try. We have on our hash page, we have linked to songs. We have linked to traditions. I was at Morelegs and I were the hair yesterday. We had got called out for drinking for silly things in my view. 
about how we laid marks or how we didn't lay marks or not telling the pack. We'd say, bring a change of shoes where we ended up taking them through a creek that went up to their waist and we had to drink because we didn't tell them to bring new more clothes. We just said, bring more shoes. Bring a change of shorts. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I don't like all that. I do like the camaraderie. One of the things that has happened since COVID is that we used to, you, you pay your hash cash and that goes towards circle and then it goes towards an on after. We go to a bar on after. Of course, during COVID, we didn't have those on afters and uh, we've kind of gotten away from that. One, the cost of the hash cash pretty much only covers the beer. So you pay your own when you go to the on after, which is not a problem, but we just gotten out of that. What we have done in place of that is drinking practice. We, people will say, Hey, we're going to meet at this bar on Friday or on Tuesday or whatever day. So we do have a group that likes to get together for drinking practice and we don't go out for on after as much as we used to. So the circle is a good time for just socializing more than anything. I like that. We have mentioned all the different marks. Again, I mentioned themes. One of the themes that Morelegs and I learned at Trinidad was they did a Jover run where we started at 530 in the morning and we had all this soca music going on. And were you on that? And we were throwing, we were throwing paint at each other. That was some, a blast. So we did a Jover run here in Dayton. Really? Right. It was a lot of fun. Morelegs went and bought four or five different cans of paint. And we were at a place that we could put down a paint tarp and just let people throw paint on each other. And then we played soca music and they followed it for trail. It was fun. I enjoyed that. We had our 1500th anniversary last year. So we had a big event. It was in the middle of the winter in February. Leading up to that, we do what we call a tour de hash, where we had 10 days of hashing in a row in February. And we had a good turnout for that. To get 10 hashes in a row, you got to bring out hashes that don't exist all the time. Between Cincinnati and Dayton, there's probably three or four different Dayton hashes that meet not as often as every other week. And so we'll pull those together. We had our 35th anniversary last year too. And we're going to do a camp out weekend this summer where we're going to put together 10 days of hashing again. That's quite a different experience than 10 days in the Ohio winter though. Yeah, yeah, very much. But people came. We were from outside of Ohio too, mainly Ohio, but we had some outside, some Michigan people come down. Do you think your paint run is going to be something that becomes an annual event there? Yeah, people asked us to do it again. The two of us are the ones who did it, so we plan to do it again. Nice. And that's what happens as a hair raiser. What happens is somebody wants to do a birthday hash or they want to do an earth day hash or they want to do a green dress, red dress. We've had a purple dress for cancer prevention. We have the world peace through beer. So pretty much the calendar almost gets filled just with themes. People right. like to do their birthday hash. So it, in a way, as a hair raiser, I like that. And I don't like that because the, sometimes the themes become street trails more than shiggy trails, except for the nature immersion and shig fest. Once you do it, like you said, once you do it once, you're almost expected to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Some towns have hashing every single day. Some nice. cities have so many clubs that you hash every day and some people like to do it and some like to go several times a week. How do you think hashing twice a month kind of with a full moon, that seems to have been very good for day. Yeah. And it's very good for me. I can't hash every day. <laughs> but we have a we, hot tub slut loves to hash every day. And some of these hashes came about because of people who do like to hash every day. We had a hash, one, one hasher won a $50 
free 50 wings at a local place. So he created a hash called a eat a chick. And he did it so that he could get everybody chicken wings that showed up. And then once a month, he would do another trail and go to a place where he can have chicken wings. And it, that was a guy, that was a guy named Elvis who liked to hash every day if he could. And so that's what happens. But personally, I have a hard time running the two days in the same weekend just because of other things that I do. So three or four times a month is enough for me. But or, there are people here that will hash every day if they could. That's a good thing to hear for the hashing world because certainly COVID and nature of some places, certainly some international cities that were staffed with a lot of expat hashers, yeah. that world is changing. Has Dayton hash changed over the 24, 25 years you've been there? Yeah. I mean, for me, the people have changed, but there are about five to 10 of us that have been here that whole time. We're near the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. So what happens there is we get people just temporarily. It's always hard for us to see people who are here for two to four years leave because they hash with us every weekend and then they're gone. We are in two college towns here. We don't get as many college students as I thought we would. As a matter of fact, I, don't, I can't think of any college students that we tend to get. What's nice is that I'll try to stay in touch. More Legs is good too. Piet is good about reaching out to people we haven't heard from in a while and say, hey, we miss you. Come on back out to the hash. Facebook, nice. definitely. We connect to a lot of people on Facebook who don't, who are in other cities now that want to stay on our Facebook page, even though they're not able to, to hash with us. But yeah, we've, and we've gone, like I said, from a high of 40 to 45 to pretty even 15 to 20 right now. You've been hashing for 25 years. You didn't find it when you were a youngster, right? right. You came in as a runner and you're still a fit runner who likes Shiggy. Do you still do the ball breakers? Uh, I don't even think I did Portland. I, I think Savannah, I did. And I ended up near being near the end of the pack. <laughs> so I'll do a long run. They have a ball buster and then a long run. And then like some of these ball busters now have gotten up to half marathons. Uh, I can't do those even in the hash. The biggest thing for me about the ball busters is you're gone all day, right? You're on a bus. Yeah. You're leaving first thing in the morning and you're not coming back and you're missing, well, they'll have lunch on trail. I know the thing I liked about it was you really become tight with that because you're sure you are out here in the middle of nowhere that the people who lay the ball busters really want to make it hard. There's times when you're pulling yourself up on a rope or crossing a river and you really get close to those men and women who are out there because basically it's up to you guys to figure out how to get out of this jungle, <laughs> wherever you are. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. I you. miss that part, but I don't miss the distance part. That's good for you. What about the injuries that you've had? Have you gotten hurt on trail? I end up getting a tetanus shot because of the hash. <laughs> so whenever I go into the doctor for a tetanus shot, he'll say, when was your last one? And I'll recall the last injury I had on trail. And so oh, about five years ago, when I hit barbed wire stuck in my legs. <laughs> That barbed wire was one stitches. And when we were in Trinidad and I ended up putting my hand right through a pineapple stub that put a pretty nice gash in there. It wasn't just the gash, but the nasty organic stuff that got in there. I needed some assistance from Wedgie and from, oh, I can't remember her name. She was a physician from Pittsburgh. I can't remember her name, but she took care of me on trail. Oh, we just hashed together in New Jersey at Rumson's Commotion. And you mentioned getting into some shiggy there. How did you enjoy that weekend? 
the whole weekend I enjoyed. It, for me, it was traveling there. More legs than I traveled with Crotch Thumper, who came up from Lexington about an hour and a half away. On the way over there, we stopped at the Flight 93 Memorial in Pennsylvania, then went to Wedgie and Frieda's house, stayed there overnight, then traveled on. Just that part was fun. The Blue Brothers walked down the seaside with the boardwalk was fun. The trail itself was, a, I enjoyed, I like that type of trail. I wish I could do that type of trail every weekend. Again, it was about 120, 25 people. And hey, I had a chance to talk to a lot of hashers. Uh, we met Cumby there and Cumby with the hair on the Friday. And we introduced ourselves as hashers from Ohio. And he says, oh, I ran track in Ohio. And, yeah, and exactly right. And our nephew was going to the same place where he ran track. So uh, we were able to make that connection and send a picture of Cumby to our nephew who has gone to the same school that Cumby went to. So that was a fun connection. That happens all the time. You know, yeah. it happens all the time there. We run into hashers that uh, there's some connection. Malone, Ohio, the most national champions in cross country there. Yeah. Right. And he broke the record. We, I looked it up and I'm going to send it to my nephew. He said, this is the record. You got to break. <laughs> How long was that drive home? You didn't have to make so many tourist stops and visits on the way. How long was your drive home from Ash weekend? It was eight hours home, straight across. Like you said, I grew up about 30 minutes from the memorial. Oh, okay. The 9-11 crash in Shanksville. Yeah. I lived across Pennsylvania, so I've driven across that road too many times in my early life. Yeah. The neat thing was we had been to the Washington Memorial, the Pentagon Memorial, and the New York City Memorial. And we posted going to Flight 93 to the hash, or, and two people from our hash said they knew one of the flight officer. So they did a shout out to the flight officer that they personally knew who was on that plane. That was pretty touching to me to, to see that we had touched them by going there. What about your collection of hash gear? We all get t-shirts. You collect other stuff. You're either wearing a DC yeah. men's hash from yeah. 2014. Do you collect patches or are there any favorite t-shirts you have? I'm wearing a shirt now. I don't know if you can see it. I'll see. Um, stand up. Yeah, we go. Yeah. It's got the Dayton song. So you had Catwoman on, on your podcast. Right. And so for one right. of the lines is we're from Dayton. Give us a beer. And this is the shirt that has that on there. And I know she's, right. I she's saying that. I like shirts. I've got tons of them now. I'm not a big patch person. I do have a happy coat and I've got a jacket that has some patches. I don't have my own patch. If somebody gives me a patch, then more legs ends up sewing it onto my jacket. I have a pair of shorts that I like. Socks, shiggy socks are always important, especially poison ivy time. We're starting to give out whistles to people when they come. And lanyards, that's the biggest thing that mismanagement has said is important to give people something after they've been here five times, 25 times to encourage them to come back. All right. What are your plans? What have you looked at the hashing calendar and expect to get to? We're going to Alaska Interhash. It was fun. We ran into the two hashers from Phoenix, was Victor Victoria and B-flat are also going there. We met them in Como and they've been there many times. The neat thing is more legs and I always plan hashing around our, or around our vacations. So her family is going on a cruise, Alaska cruise with eight members of our family. And uh. at the end of that, we planned it so that it, that we went that week that would end at the hash. So we, we worked our trip around that. We try to do that all the time. we got plans for going to New Zealand. We got plans for that. 
Those are the two most immediate ones. Are you ditching the family after Alaska or are you taking yeah, any newbies to the Alaska Interhush? No, nah, we try to take lots of our family members on hashes. They think we're crazy. They, <laughs> we have a couple. So, it, so what we're doing is, so the cruise line ends at Whittier and you need to take a train or the bus or car up to Anchorage. The rest of the family, the other eight members want to go up to Denali. So they went ahead and booked a land tour with the same company to go up there. We're going to go to Anchorage and then hang out there for the four days for the trail. We were in Whittier. We have all day that we have to hang out and we got on Alaska's website and they're going to do a train ride down to where we are and then go to Spencer Mountain and do whitewater rafting. So we're going to do that. We're going to join them. It's not really whitewater. It's more of a nice raft ride up to the glacier. Go from there. The hardest thing about Alaska is they have a theme every single day. They have a Hawaiian theme. They have a I don't know, all this packing we have to do in addition <laughs> to the trees. I think there's a red dress run in there. There's a onesie run in there. Can you pack these things that you can also wear on the cruise and wear to the hash at the same time? Usually not. I think you guys can wear a hash onesie on the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> in a formal, in a formal <laughs> night. No, her older brother has already said, I got to wear a jacket to the formal night. So I don't think a onesie is going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Is the RA always right? The hair razor is always right. And the hair is always right. The hair is always right. The RA, it all depends, but the hair is always right. They always say the hair lies or they come in and, you know, what the hair says goes is my, is how I'm going to answer that. We need RAs. We can't be bad, mad at RAs. It, it's a tough job. Necessary evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you like, well, experiencing different hash songs around the world. Do you have any favorite hash songs? If you get called up and say, it's a song, what do you go to? I don't have a favorite hash song. I have a favorite song story. Okay. So I mentioned I was in Trinidad and that we were on this cruise before we went to Trinidad and on the cruise was Haz and Lifa. At one of the places we stopped, music was doing his own sailing with that. There she blows. And, but we all met at the same I can't remember which island it was, but we all took a van together to go to the hash. We did the hash. And on the way back, Lytha, music, and has led the singing. And it was the most remarkable singing hash experience I've had. The three of them just fed right off each other, memorized everything. All Each had their own different songs they liked. That was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. All right. I think that's good. Any closing thoughts or words for hashers? Keep on hashing, make it through the times when the pack is up and down. As far as numbers, one time that I had one pack where two of us haired and only three people were on trail, poured down rain, came back the next week and had more people. So just hang in there, get through anything that slows the pack down. Remember traditions. Enjoy the new things that people bring in. We have a nice mix right now of, of newbies. When I say newbies, it's not by age. It's more by just hashing. Once they start doing it, they either like it and they say they found their family or they stop coming back and it was meant to be. That's about a perfect sentiment for hashing and you're good attitude. Good talking to you, Forkless. Good talking on. to you, Rod. On, on. That's the second half of the More Legs porkless couple interviews on the on on podcast this is the on on podcast hasher voices hasher stories hasher history new episodes every week 
Until next time, on on, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the Hash Anthem sung by Mother Hash. Sweet.